Good morning, good evening, good afternoon, and welcome to another edition of Movement Radio. I am Chip Hazard. I'm Talon Williams. <laughs> I'm Roger Sierra. And that was very late. I don't know what happened there. Uh, but yes, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> One. <laughs> One. <laughs> Technical difficulties, ladies and gentlemen. We get through this. We'll work through it. Um, but no, tonight, ladies and gentlemen, in continuing um, uh, the Black History Month, we are going to be looking at 10 of the greatest African-American professional wrestlers of all time. Um, now, during the 18th and 16th centuries, segregation was made law on several occasions and thus ending up affecting many sectors, including sports. Although it was not openly stated or discussed in sports entertainment, black and white wrestlers were mostly regarded as different divisions. Thus, many of the bookings during this period mainly consisted of either black wrestlers going against each other or vice versa. From the first African-American wrestler, Vero Smalls, to the first ever female African-American wrestler, Ethel Johnson, the evolution of professional wrestling has had its fair share of ups and downs. Nonetheless, as time went by, several highly trained African-American wrestlers emerged. Their their immense popularity, demand, and skills made many wrestling promotions consider the existing structure and the dynamics of professional wrestling. After all, it was all about filling arenas, generating revenue, and giving fans what they wanted to see. From Bobo Brazil to Rocky Johnson to Bearcat Wright, all these wrestlers helped lay the foundation for many black wrestlers who later come after them. Thanks to the influence, hard work, and determination of many of the earlier African-American wrestlers, racial barriers were broken in sports entertainment, paving the way for future generations. So let's not waste any time. Let's go straight into the list. This is the top 10 greatest African-American professional wrestlers of all time. Which one do you guys want to take number one? Uh, I I will. Uh, So first on the list is... um, First on the list is Mark Henry, dubbed the world's strongest man. Mark Henry's sheer upper body strength saw him become a dominant force in the WWE. While many people would put other wrestlers such as Ahmed Johnson, Shelton Benjamin, or Bobby Lashley ahead of Mark Henry on their list, Mark Henry makes this list for one simple Hold reason. Hold on, pause. Pause one second. Who the fuck is putting Ahmed Johnson on the list? <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't fucking know. I, who, Ain't nobody ever said you know what? Mike Mark Henry's a good wrestler, but I'm with Johnson though. Get the fuck out of here. Ain't nobody in their damn life will put up Ahmed Johnson over Mark Henry. You mean you don't like former Intercontinental Champion Ahmed Johnson? I didn't even know he had a title in WWE. <laughs> it was one of the most abysmal intercontinental title reigns of all time. Hold on, I'm gonna look it up. I'm gonna look it up. Hang on, I'm gonna look it up. Hold on. I just remember him being. I just remember him being the super shits in the ring and get blown up in every match. I remember every Jeff, single time. I remember Jeff Jarrett fucking his world up with a guitar uh, at the 1996 Royal Rumble, jumping off the top rope, clashing that guitar. He got up, no, like he sold it for maybe two minutes, and then got up and then threw the guitar down and then ran after Jeff Jarrett. And then when he got to the ramp, he just walked. And then they played off the angle. He passed out in the locker room. No, he's blown up. That's why. He... 
Yeah, he's blown up. Let's see. Now I'm okay. Ahmed Johnson, Intercontinental Champion, uh Lineage of the Intercontinental Championship, blah, 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 blah. In 1996, he was ranked number five in the PWI 500. What? The I'm what not make, Ahmed Johnson was ranked number five in the PWI 500 back in 1996. There mustn't have been more than four wrestlers wrestling then. <laughs> Ain't no fucking way. <laughs> Hold on, I'm trying to find it. Okay, Maybe okay. 495. Okay, okay. Oh. So Ahmed Johnson, Ahmed Johnson defeated Goldust for the Intercontinental Championship on June 23rd, 1996, at the King of the Ring in Milwaukee, Wisconsin. It was his only reign. He held it for 50 days, uh, and he had to forfeit the championship title after uh, being attacked and uh, put in the hospital by Ron Simmons, aka Farouk. So Did Farouk kind of fuck his life up for real, though? Yeah, I think yeah. so. Yeah, that was you know, <laughs> uh, anyway, go ahead go ahead, Chip. Continue with the blur. I'm sorry. Well, that, that shit went off so the rails. <laughs> <laughs> Man, oh. nah, that shit went off the rails when they said uh, that, well, many many people many people would put other wrestlers so that I mean, ain't no fuck. Ahmed Johnson would have put Ahmed Johnson over my king. Get the fuck out of here. <laughs> Oh, so ah. where does he rank in your top 10 most hated wrestlers? He's not my most hated wrestler. Like, not in my top 10, but uh, f- come on, let's be serious now. Ahmed Johnson over Mike Henry? No. Get the fuck out of here. I, I, no. <laughs> go, go ahead. No. So anyway, <laughs> unlike these three wrestlers, Mark Henry is more decorated and was in the main event scene for quite a long time. Apart from winning the... WWE World Heavyweight title in 2011. Mark Henry is hold on. When was Mark Henry WWE champion? Did I miss something? He wasn't. Well, w- he wasn't. He, WWE he, was, no, he was never. WWE he was the champion. World Heavyweight. No, he yeah, was. He heavyweight was the World Heavyweight, but not WWE. Yeah. Okay. No, no, no. Keep keep reading. Yeah, the it's saying he, he was. It's it, what? No, it's saying he was WWE's World Heavyweight Champion. Yeah, the, yeah, is that Mark Henry will also win two World Heavyweight Champions in EC with ECW? And, he called me off until I finished reading the European champion. Uh, there you go. Yeah. Uh, so, although Mark Henry had a rather impressive start in WWF in 1996, feuding with Jerry the King Lawler, Henry's impressive career would ultimately take a hit due to a lack of creativity by the creative team. You know, that old adage, creative has nothing for you. Uh, Henry would ultimately find himself stuck in WWE's developmental territory for about four years. And then in 2002, Henry returned to the WWE challenging then uh, WWE world champion Batista for the title. Although Henry was not able to get the title, he remained this time in the company's upper card, taking on some of the biggest names the time or the biggest names of the time, such as Rey Mysterio, Chris Benoit, and The Undertaker. A few years that, later... That, sorry, that's definitely written. That, that, that thing is written wrong. It is. Because it's, it's in Batista, 2002, Mark Henry returned to W. Yeah. Batista yeah. was debut in WWE until, like, what, 2004? 2004. No, that's... 
It's yeah. supposed to say 2012. It's supposed to say 2000. Uh, it's supposed to say 2005. 2012? Because Batista, no, 2005 because Batista won uh, the World Heavyweight title right, from right. Triple H the, at WrestleMania 21. Yeah, yeah. that. So it happened. Right. It had yeah. to have been two. It had to be two thousand six. I think is when he challenged Bautista. Yeah, because I don't think I don't think he challenged Bautista right away. No, he he didn't. No, because he was on Raw well, and also Long managed him when he came back. Yeah. So yeah, it definitely had to be two thousand six. So that's yeah, definitely and, written wrong. <laughs> and and also that time that he was quote unquote in developmental, he wasn't really in developmental he was training for the world strongman competition because he was, you know, Vince McMahon dubbed him the world's strongest man. And then the, the strongman competition, people that actually competed there said, Hey, hold on. Oh, he can't be the world's strongest man. He's never won this. And he went out and trained. Like he, he requested time off, uh, to to train for it and then went out and demolished everybody in that competition. Yep. I don't want to say demolished, but he did really, really great. But he also held the record for squat or was it deadlift? It was deadlift. Uh it was deadlift. Deadlifts. Oh uh, yeah. But yeah, uh well he he did go to uh, developmental for two years, did the training for a year, then went back to developmental so he could get back in wrestling shape. Yes. Yeah. But anyway, go ahead. So anyway. Yeah, uh a few years later the WWE would draft Mark Henry to the ECW brand where he went on to defeat uh the big show and Kane for the ECW uh title. Despite being a solid wrestler, Mark Henry's wrestling career was always at the mercy of the promotion's creative team. On many occasions, the creative team often placed Mark Henry in some weird storylines, a.k.a. Father of the Hand, uh, and matches, which makes you wonder, what were they thinking? At WrestleMania 25, WWE booked Mark Henry in a... Uh, at, at WrestleMania 25, WWE booked Mark Henry in a Money in the Bank ladder match. Whether it was for comical reasons or for some reasons best known to them, this was a total letdown from the creative team and just one of the many examples of the mediocre bookings that Mark Henry found himself in. All in all, Mark Henry proved to be a seasoned wrestler with a wrestling career that has definitely been full of ups and downs. Yeah, I mean, well, they're not even mentioning the fact that, you know, he was, you know, he he came in as an Olympian, you know, came in as the Olympic athlete or whatever. He ended up doing the, he ended up turning heel and going with the Nation of Domination. He left there and did the uh, 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 the sexual chocolate gimmick, which which got him over pretty good. Uh, the whole Mae Young giving birth to a hand bullshit, that was, ugh. one of the biggest. That's good shit, wrestling. brother. That but that's bullshit, brother. Um, <laughs> but good shit right no, there. it's not. Um, you know, and then you know, obviously, re, you know, rehabilitating himself, come back. He had a couple of good, you know, he had a couple of good runs in there. Not nothing. Speak. He had good matches. You know, he was. I mean, you see Brock Lesnar pick his big ass up and hit him with that F five. You're like, golly, Brock's a strong motherfucker. Um, but the fact that they didn't even bring up or mention 
Um, well, they mentioned that he was a winning the world championship in 2011. That was when I think that was like his his crowning moment, I guess would the be the best, best way to say it. moments. Yeah. That's his, that's his, you know, hitting, hitting Randy Orton with the world's strongest slam, beating him. Um, you know, welcome everyone to the hall of pain. I mean, and just that he, whole he, gimmick, the hall of pain. Yeah, man. He ran with that gimmick for, he ran with it for a while. Um, you know, they like, he even did a tag team with MVP for a little bit. Um, I mean, it, I mean, it was, they didn't get super over with it, but I mean, it was. I mean, they were a team on the. They were a team on the on the show. You know, I guess I, I seriously think they put that team together just to get other people over. Um, but but are you calling them a fluffer team? Yeah, that's what they're called. Yeah, yeah, we'll put you guys in there just to let you guys get there. So yeah, but anyway, let them get their shine. You know, saying do do your job, let them get a shine in. Yeah, man, just wash your eyes. We got six minutes. You only need four. You need pay, you get paid by the hour here. Nevertheless, um, overall, how did you got? How do you guys feel about Mark Henry? Um, overall, definitely one of the best. Uh, during the ruthless aggression, post ruthless aggression era wrestlers. Oh yeah, um, his Tony Atlas, his Tony Atlas time was kind of bad though. I hated that combination of them. Um. It, I, I didn't like it, out. but no. Uh, I mean, like I said, I loved the Hall of Pain. It was one of the best, just gimmicks during that time, and he they literally built him up to be the monster he should have been when he first got him. Yeah, I agree. So, Chip, what about you? Uh, I mean, I I I agree completely. Um, I, I always kind of liked Mark Henry. It was it was one of those like I I always wanted to like him, but then they did stupid shit with him, like you know uh, having relations with May Young, and then they he fathered a hand, like you know, and then you kind of sour on him a little bit, and, and not taking anything anything away from his wrestling ability. You're just like. I don't really don't want to see him do this shit anymore. Um, but when when he created the the Hall of Pain gimmick, I was like, yes, like this is what Mark Henry should have been doing the whole entire time. You know? Yeah. So because that's yeah, what I do. Like he was booked. Yeah. And it wasn't like he was booked as a bad champion either. I mean, he was booked pretty good. Uh, except for the match, except for the Kali match, yes. But I mean, he had, <laughs> dude, he had a good. He had that triple threat match with Sheamus and the and Christian for the. Uh, he had that. Yeah, he had that triple threat match. He he the, the even if you, I mean, him and the Big Show. I mean, say what you want about Big Show as a, as a worker, but I mean, they put on a good, compelling match. Um, him and Randy Orton inside Hell in the Cell was another good one. Um. You know the Kali thing. We try to CM Punk. Yeah, the up yep, that deal, uh, and then he loses his championship. No, no, he yeah. See, he lost his championship to the Big Show in a chairs match, which led to him knocking out the <laughs> Big Show. Thing. To which Daniel Bryan cashed in his Money in the Bank contract to win his first World Heavyweight Title. Then they had a really good triple threat match. They did. Um. 
I mean, it, like at that time, even Big Show was trying. Like that's how good this this era of Mark Henry was. Big Show was trying. Oh yeah, but but if I got to be honest, one of my favorite Mark Henry moments was the teased retirement. Yes, the per- the pink suit that that the Pepto Bismol jacket. Yeah, that thing. Um, <laughs> he fucking. I ain't going nowhere. I got a lot more to take. <laughs> But yeah, man, he did the whole spiel, man. Everything, everybody. I mean, and the thing is, it was supposed to be a heel turn, but he's over her. Yeah, but like, I mean, he was kind of baby facing a little bit at that point, and uh, I mean, he did that deal, and then he ended up. But 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 before that, he had that match at WrestleMania 29, which he won. It. He was in there with Big. Are you bitch. talking about Ryborg? Yeah, he was in there with Big Bitch. Um, yeah, Ryborg. Yeah, he's <laughs> Ryborg. Ryborg, stiff body. When when you're so when you're sandbagging so hard that Mark Henry could literally deadlift fucking cars can't deadlift you. You're fucking sandbagging like a bitch. Yeah, like well, put your yeah. hand on his but fucking thigh and push off. That's all you got to do. No, nah, he couldn't even do that. Well, well, Ryback just thought he was the the next coming of the the Ultimate Warrior or something. I thought he was the next coming of Goldberg. Well, Goldberg, Ultimate Warrior, they're about the same. No, don't do that to Goldberg. At least Goldberg's believable. The thing well, about it is, true. though, is that the thing about it is, though, is that like. I think what it was that Ryback was one of those guys who I guess he thought, well, I'm the newest, freshest thing. I was, uh, me and John Cena was the last ones in the Royal Rumble that year. He would, you know, in contention for being a champion. Like if I beat, cause I think, and I might be, I might have, I may have gotten the story wrong, but I believe that he had that the, that the that the plans for the match got switched on him like day of or something like that. Because originally he was supposed to go over and Mark Henry said he wasn't ready or somebody said he wasn't ready. I can't remember who it was. Um, I think it was somebody else because Mark Henry, from everything I've heard, and is like he's <laughs> every wrestler he went against. <laughs> what did CM Punk yeah, call him? CM in Punk the, about uh, Ryback. That's what I was fixing to say. Yeah, what about yeah? CM Punk did the whole. He called it. What the fuck did he call him on Colt Cabana's podcast? It was like Steroid Man or Steroid Boy or something like. I can't remember. You know who I'm. You know what I'm, you know what I'm saying. You guys listen to that podcast. What Ryborg was on steroids? No shit. No, that man was natty. Bullshit, he was natty man ice, baby. Natty, natty ice, man baby. Natty, crazy nah, as hell. Matty ice. Yeah, I don't no. know about that. Know about that. <laughs> ain't no damn Matty ice. No Matty ice. Nope. All right. Overall, though, man, yeah, man, Mark Henry's had a damn good career, man, and he's now over. He's an he's a commentator now in AEW now for the uh, Dark Elevation show or something no, like that. that. Yeah, but he's not good as a commentator. No, he's good as a uh, uh, backstage um, interviewer, though. Yes. Uh, yeah, that's good. Um, all right, so that being said, let's move on to the next one on the list. Roger, do you You're want up, this Talon. one? You're up, Talon. Yo, you want me to take this one? <laughs> yeah okay 
Next on the list is the JYD himself, Mr. Junkyard Dog, one of the most electrifying wrestlers of the 80s. Junkyard Dog's charisma and wrestling skills saw him become the first ever undisputed top talent of his promotion. At his peak, Junkyard Dog was a wrestler who pulled the crowds, selling out multiple uh, major venues such as the Louisiana Superdome. Apart from his wrestling skills, Junkyard Dog was also known as an immense upper body strength and trademark headbutt. His upper body strength saw him power slam various wrestlers, including Kamala, King Kong Bundy, and One Man Gang. While he only worked with the WWE for four years, Junkyard Dog was still able to make his mark on the company, registering wins against several seasoned veterans such as Randy Savage, Moondog Spot, and the Iron Sheik. In 1988, Junkyard Dog uh, finally left WWF and joined WCW slash TNA. In 1988? Okay. No, not TNA. You look at the blurb. It says TNA. Like, I'm not bullshit. I I know what the fuck it says. I wonder if that's supposed to mean NWA. I I, I wonder if that's supposed to be NWA. It's supposed to be NWA. Yeah, I'm about to say, wait a second. That's a typo. Bro, either way, that threw me off. Hang on. All right, let me me continue. It didn't take long. Read before you say it, because I know it. (laughs) It didn't take long for Junkyard Dog to get his. Get into the promotion's main event scene. During his run for the World Heavyweight Championship, JYD would get into a feud with then-champion Ric Flair. While he would ultimately defeat Ric Flair in, at the 1990 Clash of the Champions event, JYD would not receive the title as it was th- through a d- disqualification. Even though his WWE career was not as successful as his NWA WCW career, JYD still left an impact on both companies and wrestling in general. So what do you guys think of Junkyard Dog? Um, I think this list is overstating the uh, the quote-unquote wrestling ability of the Junkyard Dog. Because that man was not that good of a wrestler. He was charismatic as shit, but could not really work well in the ring. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, he, it, he definitely had the charisma, but, but the... the the in-ring wrestling ability was not there. Uh, he 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 was good at a couple of things, but not much. He well, his you WWE gotta, run wasn't good because that man was fucking blown up and out of shape. Well, you got to also think that back in the back in the nineteen eighties, you really, I mean, yeah, there was a lot of guys who were great technicians, but I mean, especially in that time, because I mean. Junkyard Dog was there at, you know, one of the WrestleManias and stuff like that. And yeah, he was very limited in the ring as to what he could do. But I felt like his character didn't really need to be no technical wizard or anything like that. Like his gimmick, like, I'm not going to say he was the drizzling shits, but he certainly was, he, he wasn't as good as everybody probably thought that maybe he should have been, if that makes sense. um, I mean, his character, again, man, drew everybody in. Uh, My God, I mean, he was fucking huge in mid-south i mean you go let me go we'll go watch some old mid-south and see the numbers that they were pulling in uh from from that and you got the whole crowd chanting you know jyd jyd i mean the guy was over his shit you know what i mean well he was over shit because they had a massive black community that went and watched him they were smart by playing to the demographic that's why he did so well in, in louisiana yeah, and that 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 goes back to the charisma. Like, you know, he had major charisma, but not 
a lot of wrestling skills. Right. I guess we can uh, move on. To move the next on one. to next on the list. All right, go ahead, Raj. Uh, number eight on number eight on the list is Mercedes Monet. Um, so I found a member of the Four Horsewomen. Sasha Banks is undeniably <laughs> the most successful African American female wrestler. Um, oof, I don't know about that. Jacqueline has might say something about that. Um. Her personality, in-ring skills, and the ability to sell promos saw her become one of the highest paid and most successful female wrestlers of all time. Um, Sasha Bank and fellow four horsewomen played a crucial role in reshaping and transforming the women's division in what it is today. For quite a long time, poor booking and mediocre storylines story turned the women's division into just, into just an afterthought uh, for the WWE. Uh, no one was simply interested in watching these matches. However, the introduction of the four horsewomen showed that the women's division had so much to give, and it was just a matter of time. Um, so Sasha, Bailey, Charlotte, and Becky took the WWE development program by storm. As a team, the women's evolution helped usher in the first ever women's Ironman, a women's Iron match. That's not as a women's Ironman match. That's what they called it. Yeah. But, yeah, but this sentence doesn't structure right. As a team, the women's evolution helped in, usher in the first ever women's Iron Woman match, uh, first ever women's Hell in a Cell, first ever women's Elimination Chamber match, and first ever women's Royal Roll match. Okay, I see what they were going for. It is they didn't yeah, work correctly. correctly. Yeah, yeah. Um, it was all but a breath of fresh air and a reprieve, reprieve, sorry, and reprieve for the women's division and the WWE as an organization. While Sasha Banks' relationship with the company no longer exists, <laughs> oh Mercedes Monet, um, she still uh, her influence, role, and impact are still still remain unrivaled. Um, so go ahead, guys. What is your thoughts on the old uh, Sasha Banks? Go ahead, Chip. Uh- I mean, I, th- I thought she was really good in the ring. Uh, I wouldn't say the best, but uh, it, it really depended on who she was in there with. Uh, <clears throat> and if she wanted to to work with that person or not, uh, which goes back to what they were saying about her, her personality and everything. Uh, but I mean, I've, I've always liked Sasha. Um, and, you know, I thought she especially that iron iron man match with bailey uh i thought that was really good yeah i mean when you think of you know she was in she was in the first ever woman's hell in a cell match um she was her and bailey tore the fucking house down at nx in the, at the first nxt brooklyn show um really really i mean her heel persona I may be the only one that doesn't like Sasha Banks as a baby face. I think she's a way better heel. Um, but, you know, like, I feel like, you know, she's good. But if there's if, if there's a hierarchy, if you will, of, like, where they rank as far as, like, if we're talking about just a full horseman, like, where would you rank them? I wouldn't have Sasha at number one for me. Oh, no, she's number four. 
Yeah. Um, I mean, me personally, it, it goes it's, Bailey. Is Becky, she number four? Yeah, Bailey four. For yeah, for me, it's Bailey, Becky, Charlotte, and Sasha in that I order. Can't, I came in front. Is it's Becky, Charlotte by a long shot over Bailey and Sasha? Uh, are we talking about? But but at that point, are we Full talking package? about accomplishment? Yes. Full package. If you talk, if you mean, if you say like early Bailey, yeah, but Bailey now, nah, they still, uh, still, still Becky and Charlotte by a long shot. We'll agree to disagree on that one. I mean, so so let's can, can we be honest about Becky for a second? If it wasn't for Nia Jax, she wouldn't be over like she is. No, she was getting over regardless when she turned on quote unquote did the heel turn on Charlotte. That no. really wasn't a heel turn because everybody cheered the shit out of it. Yeah, that's exactly what I'm saying. Quote unquote heel turn. Yeah, that's exactly what put her over because people were tired of Charlotte and she went against Charlotte. Mm, no, no, the, it the, was, the it was Nia Jax Jax. attitude a man person. It added to the man persona, but she was still it created over the man that. persona. She was still over before that. It's a great visual, but it's still as a full package wrestler, promo wise and wrestling ability wise, Becky and Charlotte are over Bailey and Sasha. Like I said, we will agree to disagree, but I mean, Sasha seems to be doing pretty good for herself. I'm sorry, uh, Mercedes Monet now. Yeah. Uh, in uh, in New Japan Pro Wrestling, uh, I don't know exactly. I, mean, I don't know if she botched her finish already. Well, pfft. she got time to perfect it. <laughs> we shall see, but we shall see. Well, all right. Yeah. That being we'll said, see. yeah. That being said, let's move on to the next one on the list. Chip, this one's you, Bubba. Go ahead. All right, next up we got R Truth, aka Ron Killings. Uh, so Ron Killings, popularly known as R Truth in WWE in WWE, uh, or is WWE's most decorated wrestler with 67 titles under his name. Mind you, <laughs> mind you, all of those are 24-7 championships. Not not, not all of them. them. Not all no. of them. Not all of them. Okay, do it. Sixty six of them. <laughs> no, he he's got he's got a couple tag title runs in there. He's got a U.S. title run in there. Uh, yeah, but so sixty two. Say what now? Do what? Does he have a European title? I don't. I don't uh, think he has a. Matter of fact, hold on. Let me look this up real quick. I've already got Wikipedia. Up when he was K uh, Quick, or what was the other one? K Quick and um. I think he just went by he went by K Quick his first run in WWE. Then he was we he left and went to TNA. Um, Ron the Truth Killings. Ron the Truth Killings, yeah. And dude, he was cutting some scathing promos in TNA. Like if that uh Ron Killings came to WWE instead of going kind of reverting back to a K Quick character. Uh anyway, let me scroll down here real quick. You talking about 2011 when he went crazy, invented a little Jimmy gimmick, and then no, he started. No, 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 no. Uh, I'm talking. He did a, then he succeeded from the United States and WWE, smoking cigs out in front of everybody. 
Okay, so yeah. okay, so he is a two-time WWE United States Champion, a two-time WWF Hardcore Champion, a one-time WWE Tag Team Champion with Kofi Kingston, and a fifty-four-time WWE Twenty-Four-Seven Champion. Okay, I wonder if I wonder so, if he had more reigns than Raven. Huh. What? I don't know. So anyway, our truth had to put Why in the work to get where he is today. As a matter of fact, his first years as a wrestler is not that quite memorable. And uh, Killings was not a solid wrestler. I disagree with that. I thought when he tagged with uh, Road Dog, he was he was solid, but. It is only after he left WWE to join TNA that his career finally got that trajectory. For quite a long time, R-Truth was stuck in WWE's mid-card with his role with the company being limited to that of a quote-unquote jobber. His first stint with the company was characterized by mediocre bookings, and to say the least, his first gimmick, K-Quick, was not that impressive. Although R-Truth had a rather impressive career with TNA winning the World Heavyweight title, and it was actually the NWA World's Heavyweight title that he won. Uh, yep. His wrestling career took a dip when he once again returned to the WWE. It is only after he snapped and became a heel that he managed to put the entire WWE roster and fans on the n- note. That That's just written weirdly. Uh, Truth not only turned heel, but also in the process demanded some respect. It is at this point in his career that many wrestling enthusiasts finally came to the realization that R-Truth had undergone a series of metamorphoses and now was a main event caliber wrestler. Many of the skeptics were now believers. His first ever title shot in WWE would come a few months after his heel turn and it would be against John Cena. This meant that Ron Killings was now among the small elite list of black American wrestlers to challenge for the WWE title. So what are you guys' thoughts on uh Ron Killings? I love him. I think he's one of the best. He is one of the best workers in the ring. He's super athletic even at the age of like 476. Right. Uh, he's old as fuck too, man. He's old as fuck in great shape. He can still do shit. Most people can't even have his age. Uh, I do think his he'll run into 2010, 2011 time was probably his best gimmick that they've done in WWE. Uh, oh, for sure. And obviously being the best champion ever in WWE history, I mean, he sometimes got to give it up to other people, and that's why, you know, he didn't beat John Cena when he should have. Right. Absolutely. Yeah, man, I, I think Ron's awesome. You know, any anytime Ron Killings comes on my TV, I thought – this is going to be fun to watch. You know, like that's, it's, it's always my, you know, um, even when he did the, the heel turn and he was like, you know, smoking cigarettes on TV, blowing the smoke in John Morrison's face. Cause him and Morrison used to tag and he flipped on him, turned on him. And the whole little Jimmy thing, beat him was, up with a water bottle, beat him up with a water, but yeah, that whole thing. Yeah. It was, uh, it was interesting to see, but <laughs> he did whoop his ass with that water bottle. <laughs> Boy, he beat the shit out of him with that water bottle. Um, but, his run with TNA, I thought was interesting because I mean he did win the heavy the NWA heavyweight championship. He he did he cut very, very scathing, like what I said before, he cut very scathing promos um about how he was always held down 
uh, in, uh, in other companies and things of that nature, you know, very, very anti-authority, uh, in TNA. Uh, and then finally, you know, like beating, uh, was it Ken Shamrock? I think beating Ken Shamrock for the NWA championship, um, which I think it made him the fourth ever African-American to win the NWA heavyweight championship at that point. Um, you know, so like it was a it was a big deal. You know, who who, and, who uh, were the other three? Uh, let me go back and look real quick. I just had it up. I Hold on, uh, NWA champions. Yeah, yep. they were black. Yeah. Ron Simmons. He was no, WCW. I think he was WCW. Was it WCW NWA at the time? No. No, it, it was okay. it was strictly the WCW title. All right, let me think. Uh, uh, crap. Was it the alpha male Monty Brown? It wasn't Monty <laughs> Brown. No, the fuck you didn't. <laughs> uh, let me think. Four black. No, I'm, I'm, I'm sorry. I'm sorry that uh, I was wrong. Hold on. It says after leaving WWE in his first run with the with the company in early 2000s, Killings found success in TNA. In 2002, Killings uh, defeated Ken Shamrock to become the first recognized Black NWA World Heavyweight Champion. Yep. Do you without looking? Do you know who the first uh, Black NWA Heavyweight Champion was, and why he is not recognized? Bobo Brazil, uh, right? I think it was Bobo Brazil. It it was Bobo Brazil. Uh, he won it at like a, a local event from Ric Flair, but Ric Flair petitioned the board and said he was sick that day, so they reversed it and do not recognize Bobo Brazil as an NWA champion. I figured Bobo Brazil was black. Dude has just like a good old Caribbean look to him. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah. Um, but like I said, uh, any anything else on Ron Killings before we move on? Nah, dude's a dude, dude's a treasure. Yes. yes, he is a national treasure. And that shit that he does where he comes out and and like <laughs> when he Remember when he came out for the, like the the Royal Rumble with the ladder, and he's like, "I'm entering the money." Man. Oh, oh, oh my bad, my bad. The wrong pay per view, wrong one. <laughs> oh, I thought you were about to talk about the time where he went out there um, and made Brock Lesnar laugh and break character on live TV. Yes. Oh, that shit was great. Yes, it was great. It came and I'm going to like- throw you, Paul Heyman, over the top rope to win the Royal Rumble. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> Protect wrong killings at all costs. Protect him at all costs. <laughs> He's a vampire. You don't need no protection. Hey. But yeah, but that being said, but yeah, let's move on to the next one on the list. The next one on the list is one Kofi Kingston, WWE heavyweight champion or WWE champion, tag team champion, 14 times over, three time uh, United States champion. The king of the tag team division. 
Kofi Kingston is undeniably one of the most decorated wrestlers in WWE. With 14 tag team title reigns under his belt, Kofi Kingston currently holds the record for not only the most tag team uh, title reigns, but also the longest title reign. Well, this is obviously before the Usos passed that. Um, in 2019, Kofi Kingston finally got an Well, totally he would have the most amount of he's, game days together. He's, he still has the most combined days and he still has the most reigns but as far as longest continual title reign that go now goes to the usos um but anyway uh the uh the ganyan american kofi kingston spent most of his wrestling career in the mid card in 2019 kofi kingston finally got the individual breakthrough that he rightfully deserved by defeating daniel bryan at wrestlemania 35 to become the new world heavyweight champion for a man who spent a better part of his wrestling career in the mid card this was a breath of fresh air and a reprieve for many of his supporters like many wrestlers in wwe kofi's first love was basketball however he failed to excel at the sport due to his height and the size of his hands while his brief stint as a wwe champion lasted for several months kofi kingston would eventually and ultimately reunite with the new day in 2019 the seasoned wrestler Kofi Kingston is a one-time WWE champion, four-time Intercontinental champion, three-time United States champion, and, as mentioned before, a 14-time tag team champion. What do you guys think of Kofi Kingston? I mean, he definitely should have gotten – it should have been a two-time WWE champion because he should have had the title reign earlier in 2014, was it? No, it was uh, the that. feud with Randy Orton? Yeah. That's like 2010. Yeah. Was it 2010? Yeah, it was like 2009, 2010. Yeah, it was before. I feel like it was out of school when it happened. No, nah, it was around that time, matter of fact. Because that was at the time when Randy Orton, uh, something, Kofi missed a cue or something. Randy Orton hit the RKO, jumped up, and started screaming stupid at him. Is that what you're talking about? Because, yeah, because he messed up a spot. Yeah. yeah. How dare he mess up a spot? Yeah, matter of fact, let me yeah. look this up real quick because I'm gonna. You guys go ahead. I'm gonna look this up real quick and find out exactly what year it was. It might be 2009 because I think they said it had been 10 years since he was near the title during Randy Orton part. Yeah. Okay. It was 2000 and his feud with Randy Orton. So I'm looking up right here. Say he debuted in. Yeah, it was 2000 and 2009, yeah. It was 2009. It was right before he uh, won the Intercontinental Championship. Yeah, because Orton I just was remember doing... him beating the shit out of that, that, that stock card he got ready for him. I know, right? <laughs> Covered in orange paint. And damn, he's been with the New Day... The New Day's been around since 2014. Holy shit. Mm-hmm. Like, like, damn, has it been that long? Wow. Yep. Ten years of greatness. <laughs> or nine years at this point. And according to this, it says that he was ranked number four of the best 500 singles wrestlers in the PWI 500 in 2019. Really? 
Yeah. Hmm. Interesting. Yeah. But anyway, what you uh, how you feel about Kofi Chip? Oh, I love Kofi. Uh, I, I I didn't really care for when he was doing the 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 Jamaican uh deal <laughs> when he dropped that. Uh, like that's to me that's when he skyrocketed. Right. Yeah. It's pretty much after he let he left ECW and joined up with DX. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So here's here's we talked about his tag team accomplishments. Um, he is a six time Raw tag team champion. Um, four times with Xavier Woods, one time with R Truth, and one time with Evan Bourne when they were doing uh, Air Boom. There was yep. and CM Punk and CM. Uh, well, well, CM Punk is when he. Uh, See where did why does that not say? Oh no no he wasn't the Raw tag team champion he was the World tag team champions, uh with CM Punk, uh he's currently the current NXT tag team champion with Xavier Woods, um he is a seven time SmackDown tag team champion, um with the New Day, um he has, let me scroll through here real quick so I can see it. Uh he is also. Okay, that was that's a tournament. That's that's different. Uh, yeah, so fourteen, so sixteen, sixteen and seventeen make thirteen. Uh, fourteen is that one. Fifteen, if you include the 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 current NXT title reign. So, yeah, the NXT titles have been the NXT tag titles have changed hands more than any other title. They've changed hands thirty times. It's crazy. On NXT, yeah, in NXT the. NXT tag team titles yeah. have transferred have uh well 29 times if you include if you don't if you don't count the inaugural champions it was uh it's they've changed hands 29 times so and then vacated three times hmm All right, then. I mean, I'm just giving information. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm saying that because it's interesting. Yeah. And the fact that, like, I mean, we can deep, we can deep, deep do a whole deep dive into those reigns on another episode. But yeah, but yeah, man, Kofi's Kofi's always been a good. I think people always remember Kofi because whenever and especially Anytime the Royal Rumble comes around, it's always, what's Kofi going to do this year? You know what I mean? Like, how's Kofi going to escape elimination? Because it's always some crazy way he escape, he escapes elimination. Um, I remember the one, uh, I don't know if it was his first one. It may have been the second, uh, where he was going to get eliminated. And, and then the Miz um, threw his legs up, and he just walked on his hands back to the steps. I was like, well, that's cool. <laughs> that's a cool way to do it. Um I think he did the thing where he was on the railing, jumped it. And then in the 2022 Royal Rumble, uh, he did a, he went to do a springboard and Owens pushed him and he was supposed to land on the, on the, uh, on the, uh, on the, ba- on the bear, on the barricade, but his foot, his feet uh, slipped and he ended up touching the ground. So it's like, well, we really can't 
I know y'all probably had another spot, but you got to go to the back. That's it. <laughs> you know, so, you know, but you guys, any, any, anyone, you, any uh, particular elimination escape you remember from Kofi <clears throat> doing it that, uh, in his career? I mean, I remember my favorite one. Yeah, your favorite one. Um, the cake one. Or was it <laughs> pancakes? Yeah, pancakes. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that was a good, that was a good one. And then Biggie and Xavier grabbed him up, flipped him over, jumped over uh, Jenner Mahal, and then he just <laughs> closed on him over. That was funny. I thought it was a good one too. Uh, didn't uh, he do but- one where he um? Hopped around on a chair too. Yeah, yes. JBL's chair. <laughs> he hopped around on JBL's chair the most. Yeah, I remember the one where he somehow ended up on the guardrail. Then he ran the guardrail, jumped, and then made it back into made it back onto the ring. I remember that one. Um, but but yeah, but Kofi Kofi's awesome. Yeah, I've always been a fan of Kofi. Um. That being said, though, let's move on to the next one on the list. Uh, Raj, I think it's uh, you. Go ahead. It's me. Yep. Next on the list, really shouldn't be up this high, but it's the Soul Man, Rocky Johnson. Um, so Rocky Johnson's role in the annals of Canadian wrestling history makes him a pioneer, one of the greatest Canadian wrestlers. Um, being among the first black Canadian wrestlers to ever grace the squared circle, many at times, uh, what? Where's our many at times? Uh, many times, why would it say many at times? Many times Rocky Johnson had no option but to play the race card that many wrestling promotions embraced at the time. Unlike many second and third generation, third generation superstars, Rocky Johnson had a pretty rough childhood. At age 13, he lost his father to lung cancer and his mother remarried a man who would later prove later prove to be quite abusive. Um, was the stacks was the odds stacks against him, Rocky Johnson defied the odds and first took boxing before turning to professional wrestling. Um, brief encounter and sparring session with George Foreman and Muhammad Ali would give him the push that he truly deserved. Despite making it to the big stage, wrestling promotion would still present Johnson with weird storylines and angles due to his color and background. Um, while he ultimately became one of the pro wrestling, pro wrestling true legends, what become one, one of, of pro, pro wrestling? I, I think it should yeah. say one of wrestling, pro wrestling's true legends. Yeah, it's so badly written. Uh, three things would mark Johnson's achievements. The first achievement would be his marriage to Atta, Peter Maivia's daughter. Uh, Johnson, hold on a second. I'm going to read this before I make a mistake, Johnson. Johnson's second achievement would be winning the WWF World Heavyweight title. What? Did he? What? He was tag team champion with Johnson's Tony Atlas, but he never won a heavyweight title. Yeah, that's yeah. what I'm thinking. Like, that's why I was reading this thing, but it didn't make sense. It would be the WWF... Tag team tag title. Team titles. While Stern yeah. would be molding and guiding his son Dwayne Rock Johnson into one of the greatest wrestlers of all time. Oh boy! Well, what are y'all thoughts on Rocky Johnson? Uh, I think he's way too high on this list. <clears throat> yeah, I. I... 
most people only remember him because he's the rock's father um I mean, not many people remember him now because of the show yeah uh not many people actually remember him being any good as a wrestler i would i, I if he's in the top 10 for me he's at number 10 well, I'm looking at all of his accomplishments. Like um, everybody that we've talked about previously. Go ahead. No, go ahead. What were you going to say? All we've talked about previously is what? Talent. Yeah, can you not hear me? Uh, I, I I think they're better than than him. Who? Pause it. So I'm on Wikipedia and I'm looking up his accomplishments. Um, apparently he did a lot with NWA uh, back in the day. Um, he was a championship wrestling, a Florida heavyweight champion, six times over. Um, two-time NWA Georgia wrestling champion. Big time wrestling, Hollywood wrestling, both both their heavyweight champs. He was he's an NWA Texas heavyweight champion. Um, so he got around in the territory in the old olden territory days, but he didn't really, I guess, get his big break or his mainstream exposure or whatever it was until he won the WWF Tag Team Championships with Tony Atlas, um, making them the first African American tag team to become the WWF tag team champions at the time. Uh, and he was also inducted into the WWE hall of fame in, uh, 2008. Yeah. He got yeah, accomplishments. I, I still don't think he's better than Kofi Kingston or Ron Killings or Ahmed Johnson. You boy. <laughs> He's better than Ahmed Johnson. Okay, I will give him that. Yeah, uh, it, you know what? He, I wouldn't he, have him in top five, but you know what? He may be he better than JY. He may be better than JYD. Uh, in oh for sure. Uh, but JYD did have the charisma. So the old man Rocky Jones. He didn't have as much charisma, but he had charisma. Yeah. Yeah. But with that being said, though, uh, let's move on to the very next one on the list. Chip, this is you, Bubba. I think it is me. Next up is uh, this is number four on the list, and this is Ron Simmons. Uh, so considered to be the first ever African African American WCW World Champion, Ron Simmons is an accomplished pro wrestler, widely remembered for his stints in WWF and WCW. I don't know that he wrestled on any other major or in any other major companies, uh, but uh, although he wrestled using his real name, Simmons in some instances wrestled under the name uh, Farouk or Farouk Assad. Uh, in 1986, Ron Simmons signed with WCW, where in his second month with the promotion, uh, managed to register one of the most impressive wins of his wrestling career. After registering his win against Ivan Koloff, 
Ron Simmons would remain undefeated in singles actions for three straight months. In February of the next year, he would go on to lose to none other than Ivan Koloff. While he had a rather impressive start to his wrestling career, things finally took off for Ron Simmons when he finally turned heel. And by turning heel, Ron Simmons ultimately became a top-tier wrestler, rubbing shoulders with many of the promotion's seasoned uh, veterans like Ricky the Dragon Steamboat and the aforementioned JYD. In 1992, Ron Simmons spent a bigger part of the year feuding with Cactus Jack, a.k.a. Mick Foley. Uh, Simmons would finally get into the championship conversation receiving a title shot after winning a raffle to become the number one contender y'all remember when they used to do those raffles yep no i wasn't old enough for that damn young bucks uh right With his first title shot, Ron Simmons put forth an impressive fight, winning the match after power slamming then world champion Big Van Vader. The win meant that Ron Simmons was now the first ever African-American WCW world champion. A few years later, Ron Simmons would join ECW before signing, finally signing with the WWE. I don't remember him in ECW, and I used to watch that all the time. It had to be a very I mean, unless brief he came in for like a one time thing or something. Yeah. Yeah. It had to be a very brief stint. So uh, with the WWE, Ron Simmons was the leader of the nation of domination, a faction that consisted of the rock Savio Vega and crush. Um, did, did they, they forgot about Mark Henry and D'Lo Brown and the Godfather. Nah, uh, no, comma Mustafa. You better get it right. Come on, Mustafa. Well, here's the thing: like Nation of Domination, like the original incarnation of the Nation of Domination, w- didn't have The Rock, didn't have D'Lo, didn't have Kama Mustafa. The original one was, um, it it was uh, Crush was there as like a like a bodyguard or something like that. Um, Clarence Mason was there. Um, uh, Jamie Dundee and uh, Wolfie D were PG, PG-, PG-, 13. PG-13. PG-13, yeah, they wrapped him to the ring. Uh, D'Lo Brown was in that group. Um, you know, they were very much like Minister Farrakhan, uh, is, you know, Nation of Islam type characters um, in that regard. Uh, but from that, like Farouk was really the only one that did any wrestling, you know, aside from Crush, you know, previously. I don't remember Savio Vega being it. Was Savio in the nation? I don't remember him being. I don't it. remember him being in the nation of domination. Yeah. Yeah. He was in there. Okay. So, so all the members in, in all the incarnations of the nation of domination, you had Farouk, Clarence Mason, JC ice, Wolfie D crush, D'Lo Brown, Savio Vega, Kama Mustafa, AK are also known as the Godfather, Ahmed Johnson, the rock, Mark Henry, and Owen Hart. Ahmed Johnson was in the nation. Ahmed Johnson. When was Ahmed Johnson in the nation? In so uh, hold on, so the the first incarnation of the Nation of Domination was from ninety six to ninety seven, and it was Farouk, Queen Moesha, Clarence Mason, J.C. Ice, Wolfie D, D'Lo Brown, Crush, Savio Vega, Sir Muhammad. 
Elijah, Albert Armstrong, Charles Hines, and Richard Beach. I don't know. Oh, fuck is Charles Hines? <laughs> I don't know. The second incarnation, which is the one that people most remember, was uh, Farouk, The Rock, Kamal Mustafa, D'Lo Brown, Mark Henry, and then they later added Ahmed Johnson. Um, and this was from June of 97 to March of 98. He was in it that long? Yes. I don't know if he was in it the whole time, uh, but yes. Uh, and then the third incarnation was The Rock, Owen Hart, D'Lo Brown, Godfather, Mark Henry. And then the final incarnation uh, was just um, Mark Henry and D'Lo Brown. They used it as a tag team from October of 98 to November of 98. So that one was just, uh, that was just, they were, they were trying to keep up, I guess, keep up with the, the, the nation. But, but at that point, I mean, at that point in 98, uh, October of 98, uh, that was at the point where DX was starting to dissolve, correct? Because, doesn't Triple H turn heel like a little bit after this moment? Uh, this was when they were feuding Triple with Triple H turns heel in '99. Yeah, I mean, yeah, no, is... yeah, yeah. That, I knew '98 the... they were feuding. Yeah, yeah, the DX Nation feud, the yeah. blackface feud. Yes. Yes, the blackface feud. Yeah. Yeah, that one. But yeah, moving on. Wait, move on. Yeah. Yeah. What? 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 Wait. Wait. Wait a minute. Chip, read, read, read that last sentence on Farouk, if you don't mind. I'm, I'm going to check something. The newly founded faction proved to be a force to reckon with in the WWE, winning two WWF European Championships. Yeah, when did Farouk win European it, Championships? So he didn't win. He didn't win. The nation uh, won. Okay. Yeah, D'Lo did. I yeah, knew, yeah I knew D'Lo was a Euro champion, yeah. And I guess the I Godfather? No. Nope. No, it was only D'Lo. Rock. So, nope, Rock no, the was Rock, a European no, Rock, champion. No, no, I'm, I'm saying The Rock was an Intercontinental Champion. I'm saying he was a champion, yeah. is what I meant. Saying, yeah. Yeah. Um, you knew what I meant. So, during the era of the nation, the only uh, championships they held, D'Lo won two European, and The Rock won one Intercontinental. That was a damn good dude. That was a damn good group, though. I mean, the fact the the rivalry between them and DX was probably one of the best rivalries of the Attitude Era. Yeah, I could see that. All right. With that being said, though, let's move on to the next one on the list. The aforementioned Bobo Brazil. 
regarded as the Jackie Robinson of sports entertainment, Bobo Brazil was is, is undeniably the first ever African American world cha- world wrestling champion. Bobo Brazil's immense popularity during the 50s and 60s saw him defy the odds by becoming the first wrestler to overcome racial prejudices. Excuse me. During this period, African-American wrestlers could only wrestle against fellow African-American wrestlers. However, due to Bobo Brazil's Bobo Brazil's popularity and demand at the time, many promoters could not simply pass the opportunity to make a couple of more dollars. As a result, Brazil ended up becoming the first ever person of color to hold the World Heavyweight Championship after defeating Buddy Rogers. Nonetheless, uh, B- Brazil would later hand over the title after Rogers claimed that he had been injured prior to the match. Yeah, Although I, East- I misspoke earlier. It, it was it was a nature boy, but it wasn't Ric Flair. It was Buddy Rogers. There you go. Um, although ECW fans failed to recognize ECW. Okay. Although wrestling fans, a wrestling. The industry failed to recognize Bobro Brazil as a world champion. Bobro definitely managed to break the racial barriers and pave the way for other colored wrestlers. I hate that. Other African American wrestlers to main event to the main event scene. His popularity during the 1960s saw him not only as a national icon but also an international figure. Uh, during his illustrious wrestling career, Bobo Brazil rose to the main event scene, rubbing shoulders with established wrestlers such as Killer Kowalski, The Sheik, Dick the Bruiser, and Johnny Valentine. Due to the nature of the wrestling scene at the time, many of Bobo Brazil's matches were quite bloody, with the with the participating wrestlers using various wrestling weapons to their advantage. The legacy of Bobo Brazil left behind cannot be matched or forgotten. In 1994, Bobo Brazil also went into the history books by becoming the first ever African-American wrestler to earn an induction into the WWE Hall of Fame. So what are you guys' thoughts on Bobo Brazil? Was he- I mean, I never got to see him. Yeah, I never got to see him wrestle either, obviously. Me, me I mean, this is the fifties and the sixties too. Was he? Were you gonna question if he's the first ever? Like the the first ever? Champion? No, no, no. The first ever African American wrestler to be inducted into the WWE Hall of Fame. I mean, I don't doubt that. Uh, let's see. Yeah, well, the first year of the WWE Hall of Fame was 1993 and the only inductee was Andre the Giant. Uh, the class of 1994 was uh, Arnold Scullin, Bobo Brazil, Buddy Rogers, Chief J. Strongbow, Classy Freddie Blassie, Gorilla Monsoon, and James Dudley. And most people listen, to, most kids listen to this, like, who the fuck is that? Right. Uh, Go right. watch your classic territory wrestling. What? I thought okay so I thought and maybe I'm wrong but I thought James Dudley uh no kin to the Dudley boys for the people that wait that's not Big Dick Dudley no <laughs> no I he thought was a he bro- was I thought he was uh black no. James Dudley is black is he yeah. 
Yeah, James Dudley's black. Yeah. Yeah, because he was a professional wrestling manager. Yeah. Oh, yeah. But no, so, he's, I mean, okay, so Brother maybe was the first here. black wrestler. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So that that's that's where I got confused. I apologize. Yeah, he was a manager and he helped like behind the scenes stuff in WWE. You're right. Yeah, yeah, you're right. I, I don't know why I was thinking he was. I don't. I got him confused. Yeah, yeah, he was an executive then. Man, this man was 94 years old when he passed away. All right, I guess we can move on to the next one. Number on the two list. on the Raj, list. That's you. Number two on the list is the five time, five time, five time. Five, they don't even have that as an accomplishments on this fucking list right here. <laughs> what the hell? They got all this WWE shit. They don't even have both of his WWE shits. No, they're not uh, record breaking. No, no eleven, no eleven time WCW tag team champion on here or nothing. Go ahead, Roger. Well, they also don't have his second Hall of Fame induction. They only have his first one. But anyway, get into it. Get into it. Uh, but yes, as y'all, y'all have figured out now. So Booker T, King Booker, Booker. And the King's Cups are Regal. That's what you get. You, you hide over you. there, you're going to die? <laughs> you, you went for one too many times. That's right. yeah. I did. You I have did. enough phlegm in there. <laughs> Go ahead, Raj. But previously, lab- previously labeled as a tag team specialist, Booker T., Meteoric rise in the WWE not only proved that he was a decent in-ring worker, but also a comedic genius. His partnerships with the likes of Gold Dust and his reign as King Bucka uh, proved that he indeed deserved a spot as one of the company's greats. Booker T began his uh, pro wrestling career back in 1989 in his hometown of Houston with his brother Stevie Ray. Um, Initially, they worked for Global Wrestling Federation, uh, before securing a contract with WCW. Uh, while working for WCW, Booger Team teamed up with his brother, former the stable, Harlem Heat. Um, Harlem Heat would take on various tag teams in divisions such as the Steiner Brothers and the Nasty Boys. Uh, their partnership would prove to be successful as a stable. The stable? They weren't a stable. I, I mean, I guess if you add Sister um, Sherry. But and she wasn't Johnson. wrestling, though. I, I, I just figured Stables got a... Well, excuse you? <laughs> oh, you didn't know no, Ahmed, Ahmed Johnson? Johnson was part of Harlem Heat there for a minute. No, we was. No, we no, we. not. <laughs> you don't no. believe it. <laughs> Look it the up. Partnership would be, Look it up. The, their partnership would prove to be a success as the team managed to win the tag team titles a record 10 times. Their impressive <laughs> reign would ultimately come to an end after the arrival of the Outsiders in 1996. The new duo consisted of Scott Hall and Kevin Nash became a force to be reckoned with and dominated the booking uh, for many years that followed. Um, <laughs> although, am I wrong? He ain't lying. <laughs> no. <laughs> 
Although the outsiders proved to be political forces to be breaking with backstage, Booker T and Stevie Ray were still the best tag team stable. No, they weren't. No, they weren't. You can't say that over the Steiners. I can't mm-hmm. say that. Nah. The Steiners were a fucking different breed. Yeah. Um, they may not they may not they may not have been the best um, tag team, but they were one of my favorites. But yeah, anyway, go and continue reading. Oh no, I mean I Harlem Heat would definitely probably be number two on in WCW in that era, but the, the Steiners were just a different fucking breed. Right. Um However, in nineteen ninety seven, Stevie would suffer an injury that saw Booker go solo. Um and despite his massive size, Booker proved to be quite athletic in the ring. And it is in his stance with WCW that the world first took note of his highly of this highly entertaining star. Sorry. <sighs> However, after joining WWF a few years later in two thousand one, Booker T would ultimately become a household name. Um, and by the end of his illustrious congressional career, Booker T had managed to win the World Heavyweight Championship six times and the tag team titles at record thirteen times. And in two thousand thirteen. And what other year did he? 2019? Or 20? What was it the second time he got elected? Tw- uh, 2015. 20 or 20 no, 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 I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Uh, 2019. 2019. 2019. Okay. okay. That's my figure. So you got 2020, 30, so 2013 and 2019, Booker T would be inducted to the Hall of Fame twice. Yeah. This is all, I mean, yeah. But I mean, other accomplishments is um, WWE World Heavyweight Champion one time, WCW World Heavyweight Champion five times, WWE Intercontinental Champion one time, WWE United States Champion one time, WWE Tag Team Champion three times. And was it all Goldust? No, was it two Goldust, one RVD? Uh, one with Goldust, yes. one with RVD. Yes. Did he win it with anybody else? Or was it just two Goldust, one RVD? I don't think he won uh, it with anybody else. Let me look real quick. Because I remember the gold dust time is when it led up to gold dust getting Tourette's from being electrified by he, Batista. Yeah, oh. he 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 won the tag team. He won the world tag team titles three times. Um, one with gold dust, one with Rob Van Dam, and one with Test. 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 What the fuck did that, that happen? I think it happened during the Alliance storyline. I think the okay. uh, the invasion angle. I want to say. Just let me, because let's see, that was 2001, so let me slide through here. Uh, mm. Dudley's, Hardy's, Edgy Christian, Dudley's, Hardy's, Edgy Christian, Dudley's, yeah, f- no fucking way. Um, Booker T and Tess but, won but also- titles on October 30th, 2002, I'm sorry, yeah, 2001, by defeating The Rock and Chris Jericho on SmackDown. Uh, then they lost the championship 13 days later to the Hardy Boys on an episode of Raw. So yeah, that was his damn was super his, transitional champions. Very super transitional. Yeah. But he also had Booker T also had that that kick ass park or uh supermarket brawl with Steve Austin. Brawl. That was ah. the fucking greatest shit ever, dude. <laughs> you want some ketchup with that ass whooping? <laughs> But did you guys did you guys also enjoy the uh the King Booker character that he created that, that that they uh they let him roll Booker. with? Yeah. You're not saying it right. You gotta spit when you say Booker. it. Hurt your throat again. There you go. There oh, you go. Uh, Booker. Roger, did you 
Roger, did you list any of his uh, TNA accomplishments when you were talking about his accomplishments? Or did you only his list WC his TNA accomplishments? Bro, we don't talk about the Dixie Carter era. All right, well, since he wants to be that way, uh, he is a... Oh, you want to talk about that great Legends title <laughs> ring he had? You want to talk hold about that hold one, on, huh? Hold on, no, 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 I no, remember no. him doing was, his old commentary title? when he was wrestling in the match. Well, he stole that from The Rock, but still. Um, <clears throat> did That's true. Wasn't, wasn't that title renamed like six times? It was like the, the, the Legends title, the Global title, the... Uh, TV title and the something else title. I don't know. It was. It started off as the TNA Legends title. Then it went to the to the TNA Global Championship. Then it was the TNA Television title, and now it's the TNA King. And it was the TNA King of the Mountain. And then they retired the title in 2016. Mm. They did the King of the Mountain up to 2016. No, no, no. They yeah. Well, no, no, no. It it became the TNA King of the Mountain Championship in 2015, and then it they discontinued the title at the end of 2016. Yeah, but I'm saying, but it, was it only defendable in the King of the Mountain tournament? I mean, King of the Mountain match? I, I wasn't watching TNA around that time, so I couldn't tell you. I mean, who was it watching said, TNA at that time? It, it says during the, it said during August, it was said on August 18th, 2016, uh, Impact, taping of impact it was announced that the king of the title championship was vacated deactivated and retired with the announcement of the new championship the impact grand championship that was the championship where every match was broken up into rounds oh okay yeah I do remember that but uh, I, there's so much of that TNA run. That like I, I said, WCW and WWE, and even Reality Wrestling, because it's his company. Yeah. But we don't talk about the Dixie Carter era. But isn't that most of TNA, though? Isn't that most no. of TNA's? Uh... No. Didn't TNA start like 2002? TNA yeah. started. Was it two thousand two? Yeah, yeah, I when think did, so. I mean, I, I mean, it was around NWA TNA, wasn't it? Yeah, it was NWA TNA. But when did two thousand two? Dixie Carter was two thousand eight, I think. Let's see, I put in NWA TNA to take me straight to Impact Wrestling's. Oh, it has to because that's what they are completely now. Yeah, well, I'm trying to find out like when exactly Dixie Carter. Uh, it says the concept of TNA was from uh, while on a fishing trip, Bob Ryder, Jeff Jarrett, and Jerry Jarrett uh, contemplated the future of professional wrestling business, and then that's when he suggested it. Vince Russo joined the team in the 2012. Became, 2012, it was when Dixie Carter took over. Yeah, so 10 years without Dixie Carter, then six years with her. Now it's not with her anymore. But it says right here, it says Dixie Carter was appointed president of TNA Entertainment in the spring of 2003. That definitely can't be true. Um, and then it says explosion launched. Click on this. Uh, 
It says yeah, Carter was a true. backstage role during the early time. Well, it says she had a backstage role. It doesn't really. It says it says Carter was in a backstage role during her time with the company, though beginning to appear on TNA programming in two thousand and nine. So she was kind of a silent deal until she made it made herself public in two thousand and nine. Well, when did they sell to to the Panda Energy Corporation? That's what I'm looking at. 2012. Yeah, they still yeah. painted. Yeah, that and it was in 2012. That's that's when she took over because her dad's the uh, her her daddy's the, her the parents, actually. Yeah. Um. Well, I mean, I'm just I'm just something. going by what I'm reading. I'm not. I'm not. No, 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 she no, officially I, took the. She officially took over in 2012. She was a backstage president, but she wasn't the owner of the company. She was just a TV. I guess a figurehead for TV. She did like marketing and promotions and shit like that. Probably. Yeah. I don't know. <clears throat> All right. Enough about uh Trixie Carter. Uh let's let's move on to number one on the list. Uh and it, it, if you don't know who number one on the list is you've been living under a rock i don't even have to say that name ahmed johnson this mother <laughs> virgil <laughs> oh. <laughs> uh pun intended when i said you were living under a rock uh so one of the one of wrestling's truest and brightest stars the rock is an iconic figure in sports entertainment and one of the greatest to ever step into the squared circle, a 14 time world champion, uh, eight of which were WWE titles. Uh, he also held the WCW world title. Uh, but the, the rocks role and contribution during the attitude era helped propel the WWE into what it is today. Just like his father, Dwayne Johnson also faced a series of challenges while growing up. After his football career failed to take off, Dwayne Johnson would spend his early years in the CFL or the Canadian Football League. However, after realizing that his football career was over, even before it began, he had a lengthy conversation with his father about joining the world of professional wrestling. The Rock finally made his debut in 1996 wrestling under the moniker of Rocky Maivia, which was an homage to his father and grandfather, Rocky Johnson and High Chief Peter Maivia. Uh, during this period, the WWE hyped him and presented him to the world as the world's first third-generation pro wrestler, an idea that The Rock was re reluctant to embrace at first. However, after the intervention of Jim Ross and Vince McMahon, Dwayne Johnson finally caved in. By the end of his illustrious wrestling career, Dwayne Johnson had eight WWE World Championship titles, two WCW World Championship titles, two WWE Intercontinental Championships, and five tag team titles, and is now the highest grossing actor in the world, if I am not mistaken. Yeah, I think he probably is right. Yeah, now he is probably. Uh, so what do you guys think about The Rock? 
Go ahead, Raj. I mean, it, not really much to say. He's one of the driving forces of the Attitude Era. Him and Stone Cold are one A, one B of that generation. Um, I mean, it, it, what probably the best guy on the mic, maybe. Very few yeah. people that can rival him. Very few people that can rival him. Um, I mean, he had a way with words. He had a way. And a lot of people, you know, I mean, he was good in the ring, you know, um, with what, you know. I mean, was he a technical wizard? No, but, I mean, he could tell a great story. The crowd ate it up, you know. I mean, as soon as he hit somebody with a spine buster and come up, kick that arm, slowly pull that elbow pad off, did the arm cross, hit the ropes, jump over the guy, hit the other ropes, leg out, boom, hit him with that elbow. Crowd went crazy. And this was back in – people nowadays – I'm going to say this. It's going to sound weird the way I say it, but there's just something about when The Rock was doing that and there's thousands of flashing lights in the audience because nowadays – you don't get that anymore. You know what I mean? Like that was part of like that, that excitement. You know what I'm saying? It's like, yo, we're capturing this moment, you know, and they were all fucking disposable cameras and shit, which made that flash. But I mean, you know, like those days of like that are like, you know, they're almost like lore in a sense now, you know, nowadays it's like, Hey, I'm doing, I'm going to record this whole match, put it on YouTube later. (laughs) You're an idiot. Um, but yeah, man, the rock, the rock again, man, like, and coming from the uh, the uh, Awani family with you know their no their bloodline no pun intended, um, but yeah I mean he he's definitely he definitely ranks up there as one of the greatest of all time you know in terms of mic work in terms of his ability um, I th- would we say he's a Mount Rushmore. Figure in the world of professional wrestling. Um, I mean, a lot of people would put him up there. Um, he's not on mine, but people would put him up there. Yeah, because I could see people putting him up there. Austin Hogan, Rock, Flair, Michaels, like. There's a plethora that people can choose from. I think it just it's it's just, it's just I, you know preference at that point. You know, here's the thing: when it comes to wrestling, Mount Rushmore's, I think you have to go by eras. Uh, so I, I I would say he is on the Mount Rushmore of his era, but not if if you're trying to do a Mount Rushmore of professional wrestling singles stars from like the, the beginning of pro wrestling till now, that's really fucking hard to do. Yeah, it is. He's again, man, he's, he's just one of those guys where it's almost like, and then he took everything that he learned and he transitioned it into Hollywood and he's made some on and off stuff and he's made some great stuff. Um, um, I can't say great stuff. Well, all right. Dump. We'll, we'll, I'll add this question onto it. What's your favorite movie involving uh, uh, starring the rock? 
Mm. Mm. <sighs> I'm trying to think. For me, I would say the remake of Walking Tall is still one of my favorite roles that he's yeah. he, that he's that he's done. I get that in uh, the rundown. The other one, rundown mixed up all the time. The Rock plays one character for majority of his movies. Yeah. Well, I, mean, I, mean, I guess I guess central rundown, central intelligence probably because he was actually doing good comedic work. I haven't seen it yet, so oh, that's what that's the one he did with Kevin Hart, right? Oh, they've done like six together. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's with Kevin Hart. Okay, I get it. Yeah. I mean, they have done like six together. They've done that. The Jumanji movies. Um. Probably some other ones. I, I don't watch. I, I get tired of watching both of them over and over again too. Yeah. All right. What about you, Chip? Anyone comes? Anyone comes to mind? I'm trying to think because there was one I can't remember the name of it. Um, I'm, I'm looking it up now. Just describe it. I think it was called Snitch, maybe. The one where his son goes to prison, he tries to get him. Yeah, and get the people that put him in there. Yeah, Snitch. Yeah, that looks like the cover of Spy Hunter. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. I thought that one was pretty good. Um, I enjoyed the 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 Jumanji movies that he done. Uh, good lord, I didn't know he done forty four movies. He has done forty four movies since. Yeah, uh, I enjoyed the Scorpion King. I'm not gonna lie. <clears throat> that one was good. Yeah. Um I liked Gridiron Gang too. Oh, I thought that was a good one. Southland Tales. Yeah. Southland Tales was good too, yeah. I don't remember that one. Uh that's the one where he was the boxer. Don't remember that at all. Yeah. Okay. Uh yeah. I remember I remember Gridiron Gang was a really good one. Um he was uh uh, so I'm trying to think of what what it was. He was, he was a in that juvenile detention center uh, officer. No, 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 no. I'm not talking about Gridiron Gang. I'm talking about there was another movie. I'm thinking. I'm trying to think of what he was in. He was not not San Andreas. The other one, um, Skyscraper. Rampage. No, no, no. Well, no. Oh, he was in Rampage too. Yeah, but he was also in Skyscraper. Um. He played Maui in uh, Moana, so mm-hmm. you know my daughter is still obsessed with that movie. <laughs> but um, yeah the the most recent one that he's done that I really enjoyed was Red Notice with him and uh, Gail Godot and Ryan Reynolds. Yeah, was, my only thing is I figured it out like within the first twenty minutes. Well, is it a, yeah, I haven't seen it yet. It's on Netflix. No, just watch it on Netflix. Yeah, yeah, it's it's. Is it's it like, is it, wait, wait, is that that is that that heist movie? Yeah, yeah. Okay. All right, I'd look into it. Um, that being said, though, um, are there any more 
great African-American professional wrestlers that did not make the list that you guys maybe think possibly could have made the list? Um, I mean, obviously, Ahmed Johnson, um, Butch Reed, make the list at all. Yeah, Butch Reed for sure. Um, D'Lo, D'Lo was actually really good. Yeah, D'Lo was good. Got skittish at wrestling after the incident. So Uh, after he he had to start wearing uh, that chest protector. No, no, no. I think he's talking oh. about when he broke when uh, he accidentally broke Draz's neck. Yeah. Oh. Uh Devon Dudley. Yeah. For Coco sure. Beware? Nah, nah, Coco Beware. Nah. <laughs> Coco Beware in the independence, yes, but Yeah. Um I mean, Bobby Lashley? Uh, yeah, Lashley. Yeah. yeah. But Bobby Lashley has been very high and low, unfortunately, because of just booking, of obviously. Well, um, the, Mark Henry as well. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. Like, I, I, said, I said, yeah, but people would probably wouldn't put him on a list because of that. But yeah. I mean, he is the new age Bobby Lashley at this point. I'm trying. Uh, um, w- would you say Tony Atlas? Uh, he was good. I don't know. Uh, I didn't get to watch much of him, though. I was fixing to throw out. What about uh, he was He was never a wrestler, so never mind. Who? Who? I was. I, I, I was fixing to throw out a name, but he wasn't a. Re- but he's not. But he's not a wrestler. I was going to throw out Teddy Long. Teddy Long? He was never a wrestler. Yeah, yeah. I was going to throw out Teddy Long, but he wasn't a wrestler. Um, uh, well, well, where would you rank uh, guys like the Godfather or MVP, Shelton Benjamin? Shelton Benjamin is definitely up there. I think he's one really great athletically and wrestling technical wise, but he's never got a main event push besides that one that few couple of weeks with uh Triple H. I mean he's held, you know, titles here and there in the company. But he's held every mono title but, but he hasn't held a major title. title. Right, exactly. Um, I mean, we can, I mean, I don't think he's, I mean, I don't think he's on anybody's top 10, um, but I enjoyed this guy's, uh, I enjoyed this guy's promos. Um, boy, if you say Virgil, I'm, I'm going to end Ernest this right Miller. <laughs> he's an Ernest Cat Miller. No, 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 no. No, even though I like, even though I do like Ernie, he's a pretty cool dude. Um, now nah, I was gonna say New Jack, man. I mean, he he ain't in like as far as wrestling goes, no. But you talk about promo, like, ugh, like he he could rouse some people up with his promos, especially them old Smoky Mountain promos <laughs> that he used to cut. Um, if we're going yeah, but more Ollie, like Ollie. modern day. Okay, go modern day. If we're gonna go modern day, can we throw Jay Lethal in there? Yep. Yeah. 
Jay Lethal should be on the list. Yeah. But he's not he's not been in the WWE. Yeah. Yeah, like his biggest I, stuff was Ring of Honor and Impact. Um I I wouldn't even consider the the stuff he's currently doing in AEW as like main stage stuff. What stuff? Oh no, what he's, he's doing with w- Jared what he's doing right, now. right now is not what he's doing is not benefiting him in any way, shape, or form. I mean, I mean, you, I mean hell, we can also I talk about you know Ernie Ladd, Bearcat, right? Bearcat Keith Lee. Oh Lord, don't start! Don't don't start! Don't start! <laughs> Another. Uh, what about Brodus Clay, the Funkadactyl? The Funkadactyl. Oh God. Funk is on ah! You know what? I actually, he he wasn't the the best wrestler, but I actually liked uh, Brodus Clay. You like the Funkadactyl? Yeah. That gimmick. No, I liked him. Like he wasn't great as a wrestler, um, but he definitely That's the was NWA over. champion, brother. Uh, don't even get me. Woo. Put some respect on him. Well, as of this recording, he is the NWA champion. We'll is he the second? Go. Um, here in a couple of weeks. He's the what? Uh, is is he only the second black NWA champion? Has has um, there been I mean, we count uh, we count TNA if we count the TNA ones? Then I uh, think wasn't Jay Lethal one? He wasn't Not the NWA. Jay, Jay was that never, was after. Uh, let's see. Yeah, that was no. right, yeah. All right. So, so Ron Killens won the NWA championship when it was NWA TNA back in 2002. Uh, if I'm scrolling through here real quick. So Brobo Brazil. Adam Pierce, Adam Pierce, Brent Albright, Blue Demon Jr., Sheik, Adam Pierce, uh, Conway, Dex Dane. Uh, no. Uh, Brodus Tyrus. Tyrus is the second. African American to hold the NWA champion, NWA heavyweight title. Well, the second recognized. Second recognized to hold the NWA champion, NWA heavyweight title. Yes, because it went from Tim Storm to Nick Aldis to Cody to Nick Ald back to Nick Aldis, Trevor Murdoch, Matt Cardona. Then he vacated it due to injury. Then Trevor Murdoch picked it back up, and then uh, Tyrus won it. In a triple threat between him, Trevor Murdoch, yes, since Ron Killens, yep, since Ron Killens, two thousand four, Brodus Clay in twenty twenty two, or Tyrus, sorry. Wow, but yeah, they've had more. They've had more Asian wrestlers than they have black wrestlers. Yeah, but. That being said, ladies and gentlemen, thank you so much for tuning in tonight's episode. Who are some of your favorite African-American professional wrestlers? Let us know who you think are some of the greatest. Let us know in the comments. Let us know on all our social pages. Thank you so much for tuning in to tonight's episode. 
We hope you guys enjoyed it. Anything you guys want to say before we bounce out here tonight? As always, check out movementradio.us. That is your one-stop shop for all things Movement Radio. What you got to say, Raj? Go to YouTube. Hit the subscribe button. That's all you need to know. Shout out to all of our sponsors uh, that's been down with us, man, especially the OG, GearAnime.com, Audible.com, Canva. Uh, yeah, Canva. Uh, I'll say Canva because I can't remember the top of my head. I don't have it written down. Uh, Zoo Lily, uh, Elementor, Get Response, Just Cash Clothing, W.GG, and Entertainment Earth. Shout out to all of our friends that's been down with us in this endeavor. Also, guys, check out streamlabs.com forward slash movement forward slash uh, merch. The new merch is out. Uh, we got uh, Dragon Ball Z inspired stuff, uh, My Hero Academia inspired stuff. Got all the, all logo stuff. Got T-shirts, hoodies, coffee mugs, stickers, patches. Go check it out all at streamlabs.com forward slash movement forward slash merch. Again, can't thank you guys enough for all the love and support you guys have given us. We thank you guys so much, and we will see you guys next time. Let's hit them with the outro. Please do not leave without leaving a like, comment, share, and subscribe on your favorite podcasting platform. Make sure you follow us on all of our social media, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok. Check out the YouTube channel and subscribe. Click that bell to get notified of our latest videos. And once again, check out movementradio.us. I am Chip Hazard. I am Talon Williams. I'm Roger Sierra. And this is Movement Radio. God's plan.